Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about one of the best decisions I recently made. I went to go see my friend, Dr. McCracken at Denver Hair Surgery. I was tired of losing my hair. I went through two, yeah, two hair transplants. Neither one really took. I have a huge scar in the back of my head. I got together with Dr. McCracken. He told me about this new way they do their procedure. This sounded so good to me. And I'm like, I have to do this. I really want this to work. So we went through the procedure. I was absolutely painless. Uh, So much, in fact, I took a video of it while the procedure was going on. I posted on Twitter. and, And honest to goodness, the recovery time, couldn't have been any easier. And really, I was expecting what happened to me the previous two times. It was easy going through the procedure. The post-op was totally easy. And now I am so excited to see how this all works out. I'm already starting to see some results in the front of my head. And I know as the months go on, uh, while I'm thrilled that I worked with Dr. McCracken to begin with, I'm going to be even more thrilled when I finally get hair where I want hair. Thank you, Dr. McCracken. Go to denverhairsurgery.com. That's denverhairsurgery.com. And if you mention you heard this, you're going to save 500 bucks on your procedure. Again, go to denverhairsurgery.com. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Okay, there are a handful of uh, first year head coaches for a new team. Josh McDaniels is on his second stint, but first year with uh, you. You okay? I'm fine now. Okay. Just checking. All right. Uh, Josh McDaniels, second stint. Of course he was with the Broncos, but in his first rodeo with the Raiders, Nathaniel Hackett, first time head coach, Mike McDaniel, first time head coach. All three of those teams are expected to seriously compete for the playoffs. They are all offensive minds and they all have terrific offensive talent. Rank them in order. Which guy do you believe will do the best job of maximizing his offense? Ooh. That's tough. That's why I asked. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. This wasn't a surprise question. It's I know. Right on the show notes. It was, well, it was down below. It was because oh. we, we shifted some things around. Oh, okay. Wow, you're really giving this a lot of thought. You know what? Because I hate saying it. It's Josh McDaniels. It's Josh McDaniels. Yes. Josh McDaniels. There's just the most, it's, he's the most proven at this. Yeah. And as lousy he, as he was at the man management aspects of being a coach here in Denver, he got some pretty prolific play out of Kyle Orton. Yep. Think you know who else did a nice job with Kyle Orton? Nathaniel Hackett in Buffalo. Not as nice as McDaniels did. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. 
that that offense, that team could that, that team did a lot of things wrong, but that offense they could sling it through the air, and it didn't really matter who the receivers were. And they had Jabbar Gaffney, and they had Brandon Marshall, but then they lose Marshall and they bring in Brandon Lloyd, and Brandon Lloyd plays out of his mind. Brandon Lloyd couldn't have been any more underrated. Brandon Lloyd yeah. made great catch after great catch. I'm not saying he was one of the best wide receivers in the league, but my goodness, that guy could catch the ball. And nobody got out of him what Josh McDaniels and the Broncos did. I agree. To their credit. To, to McDaniels and Brandon Lloyd, when McDaniels had Brandon Lloyd, Lloyd was a superstar. Very brief, like a shooting star almost across the cosmos. And then... You go back further, you go back to getting a, a very good season out of an offense led by Matt Castle in New England. Um, the Patriots, for the most part, being an effective offense, even when in 2019, for example, they had Tom Brady, but they lacked supporting per- cast personnel. Yep. And then and now you're giving McDaniels Hunter Renfro, and we know what he can do with slot receivers. Mm-hmm. Darren Waller, and we know what he can do with tight ends. Yep. And then Devontae Adams and, and Carr. It would not surprise me if uh, if Derek Carr has an MVP type of season. In fact, like, what are the odds on where where does Carr rank in the MVP odds? He should rank high. That if he doesn't rank high, that's a hell of a value play if you're going to put down a bet on that. By the way, just for fun, I looked up Kyle Orton's numbers. Yeah. He's not. He played one season with Buffalo. Uh huh. It was his final season. So he was at the end of the line. End of the line, yeah. He was not in his prime. Mm-hmm. And he played better with Hackett than he did with McDaniels. He had an 87.8 rating. Correct. But here's... Just th- barely above what he had in Denver. Well, here's the thing. He only played in 12 games. Yeah. Okay? For for the Broncos, in 16 games, he was 86.6. 21 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Completion percentage, 62, 58, 58 with McDaniels with Hackett, the highest completion percentage of his career in which he played more than 10 games. He had his best season with Hackett. He did. If you just look at the numbers, if you look at the rate, yeah, rating. Yeah. Like I think uh, he had more yards per attempt with McDaniels. They were pushing it downfield. Yeah. more. They, they were pushing it downfield more. And on the QBR metric, his high, his highest QBRs, other than playing ten, having ten passes with Dallas in twenty twelve. If you go by QBR, his best seasons were with McDaniel. So I will agree with you. I think McDaniel's has the best chance to maximize the offense with all of the weapons that he has. McDaniel is missing a little bit with Tua, right? I think so. Yes, Hackett has Russell Wilson, but he has some unproven mm-hmm. wide receivers. McDaniel's has a bunch of experienced guys. He should be the guy who maximized the offense the most. Now, which coach all have very good offensive minds, but are now head coaches? Who's the best combo? Nathaniel Hackett, I think, is. I don't think he is. I believe he is. I'll be honest. I don't think Mike McDaniel is going to make it that long as a head coach. Why do you say that? I don't think he is mature enough. I think he's going to snap if they go like on a three-game, four-game losing streak. He doesn't appear to me to be a positive guy. The way he handled his press conference when he was asked, and oh, by the way, he should have been coached. He knew he was going to be asked about having parents who were mixed, right? Mm -hmm. Father's black, mother's white. 
Miami should have set him up better for that. I don't like the way he answered it. I don't think he handled it well. He comes off to me as an immature guy who's not ready to lead a locker room. Great offensive mind. He doesn't come across to me as likable either. He comes across to me as smarmy. That he's the smartest guy in the room. And oh, by the way, who had that problem here? Josh McDaniels. And I'm not saying McDaniel is going to be McDaniels, but he comes across to me as smarmy. Nathaniel Hackett is positive, he is well-liked, and he's a terrific offensive mind. Yeah, I guess That's why I yeah. think he's the best combo, because we don't know what's going to happen with Josh McDaniels. I mean, I, I don't get the same vibes that you do. Oh, I do. And I and I well, I know I, you do. I'm I just saying I, I, you just said that. I, yeah. I'm saying I don't I don't get that, and I certainly don't get the uh, Josh McDaniel's in his early 30s vibes. No, no, no. I mean, I, I no, no. I'm not. No, no, uh, no. Here's, I, here, I, no. I I think you gotta, okay. What I see with with Mike McDaniel is somebody who probably who who needs polish. He needs a lot of polish, and one reason why he hasn't gotten a head coaching job so- sooner is because of this is because they didn't feel he was ready to lead a team. And watching his press conferences, I don't know if he is. He's the cool, hip guy who's the smartest guy in the room. And I think that can be off-putting, especially if things are not going well. I'm not suggesting he is like Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels was, was a landmine in the middle of the field. I'm not suggesting Mike McDaniel is that guy. I just don't think he's mature enough to be a leader of men, if I may use that cliche. Oh, there we go. Let's, let's, that's, that's, that's one I try to avoid. He doesn't strike me as that guy. Does he strike you as that guy? Nathaniel Hackett strikes you as that guy, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think... I think Does Mike McDaniel? Not yet. No, I, I, I thought it has to, but it can't be not yet. It has to be now. Well, no, he's the head coach. He is now. the head coach, but I thought one no, of the more, th- no more training wheels. Well, no, but off. I thought, but I thought one of the things with Mike McDaniel and I, I thought kind of, and again, just kind of watching him coach, watching his press conference in San Francisco. I thought maybe he needs another year or two. I agree. But now he's been thrown into the deep end. Who's going to have the best head coaching career? Nathaniel Hackett. I agree. He's got the. He's got the most material at his disposal at this moment at quarterback and eventually, and that will end up winning out. And I'm not trying to be a homer. I just know Josh McDaniels well enough, and I'm not crazy about Mike McDaniel as a person. I know he's a brilliant offensive mind. Again, he comes off smarmy to me, and I don't know how long that's going to go well in a locker room full of professional athletes. That's fair. Who don't want to be talked down to because he appears to me to be that type of guy who could be condescending if you don't get exactly what he's saying. Just a thought. Okay. Coming up next, Nuggets lost to the Suns last night. Bones Highland, another great game. We talked about it briefly in uh, in the last hour. How do you like this starting lineup? Jokic, Gordon, MPJ, Murray, and Bones. I don't know if we're going to see it this year, but I think we're going to see it next year. Is this a championship starting lineup? That's next. Let's ride. 
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, the public, not retail, but wholesale, you got to go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products. I mean, if you're going to do a project like a deck or a fence and now the weather is getting nice, why spend too much money? You go to a big box store, you're going to be paying retail. You go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products, you're getting it direct from the mill. They cut out the middleman, and you're absolutely going to get the best pricing, and the product is fantastic as well. Rocky Mountain Forest Products, you can find them online at rmfp.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Nuggets lost to the Suns last night. It's hard to pick against the Suns winning the NBA championship. They were not a fluke last year, despite an easy road to the final. Bose Highland was terrific last night again. So let's look at a projected starting lineup with Jokic, Gordon, MPJ, Murray, and Bones. Is that a serious championship contending starting lineup? Yes, it is. I think so, too. I'll tell you what I like about it. And I understand... It's important to have versatility. Your three can play your four, and your two can play your three. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With this lineup, every guy is playing the position they should be. Mm-hmm. You don't have a swing guy. Gordon is your power forward. You don't want him playing anything else. Mm-hmm. Jokic is your center. You don't want him playing anything else. MPJ is your small. You don't want him playing anything else if you don't have to. Murray can play a one or a two, but you want the ball in his hands. Right. And then Bones, Bones is, is a natural two. He's a natural two. No one's playing out of position. Yeah. He's an actual two. And uh even Aaron Gordon can have a good offensive game in the in a pinch, but you got four guys that can absolutely light you up. Right. I look pick your poison against that lineup. I looked this up today, and I will tell you the research took me a long time. Mm-hmm. I was looking up teams that have won championships with their starting lineup based solely on a trade or the draft. No free agents in the starting lineup. Mm -hmm. None. And it's a rarity. The Dallas Mavericks did it. They were draft picks or trades. Mm -hmm. Um, There was another team in there. I'd have to look back. I think it was the San Antonio Spurs. They were draft picks and trades. No surprise. There. No major free agents. No LeBron, I'm going to get my boys together. So with that, what does it say about Conley? If he can win a title, where free agents, let's be honest, really don't want to come, what does it say about him as a team builder? I mean, the highest of praise 
because at the end of the day, this isn't Miami, this isn't L.A., this isn't New York, this isn't Brooklyn, this isn't mm-hmm. Houston or Dallas, where a lot of free agents want to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are a few others. I mean, shoot, Drew Holiday went to Milwaukee as a free agent, and they won a title, right? Was that a free agent or was he a trade? I'm not sure. I think he was a free okay. agent. Okay, okay. I think, like I said, it's a rarity that that happens. Rarity. When the Bulls won their titles, when the Bulls won their titles, mm-hmm. Bill Cartwright was a trade. Dennis Rodman was a free agent. Right. And, and even like the 91 team, John Paxson was a free agent, starting alongside Michael Jordan in the backcourt. Right. Let's move ahead to <laughs> yeah. this upcoming season. I was told that many people thought that MPJ was coming back on March 20th. Yes. He's not back. I've told I've been told he's close, mm-hmm. but he's still not back. Eight games to go in the regular season. They are clinging to the sixth seed. And they're probably going to, if they play Golden State, I'm not feeling very good about the series. Have we hit a point where the Nuggets really need to just consider shutting them down? I think so. And I and I was the one who was like saying, All right, if you can get them back by a certain point, you ramp them up, they're ready to go. We have I now here with uh with what ten games to go in the season? Eight. Eight. Eight games. Eight. Like eight. And they're and, and I haven't yeah, heard about the, it. The I haven't heard, have nine games to go and yeah, it's and I haven't heard anything about either of those guys playing against OKC. I think we are now we're now we've hit seven. I think we are past the point where if you got them back in there, they'd be close enough to ready to go to where they're playing their regular minutes. In other words, they'd be rotational guys. Right. You you probably wouldn't even be starting them. No, you'd, you'd start them. But they wouldn't be playing starters minutes. No. They'd be playing they'd be playing probably 24 minutes max. Okay. Well, you know what? I'd rather have 24 minutes out of Jamal Murray than none. Right. Wouldn't you? I'd rather well, with MPJ at the end of the day, we're talking about him like he's the great savior. He hasn't proven anything. It's just that he's another. It's another threat. Someone who can take the pressure off of Jokic potentially because he can get hot from the perimeter, and he can run the floor. How great would it have been to see Murray in last night's game, going head to head with Devin Booker? Oh gosh, both those guys just shooting. Might have the final might have been one forty one one forty in the Nuggets' favor. I mean, I honestly like Jamal Murray. If he'd been a hundred percent and played that game, I think he would have been the difference. Yeah. Nuggets, he he has played the difference well. in a great game. He has played well over the last couple of years when he has played. He has played well against mm-hmm. Phoenix. Just look it up. Yeah. His numbers have been good. And there are some people that believe if Murray played last year in the Phoenix series, it would have been a closer series for sure. Some people believe that they would have beaten Phoenix. I'm not so sure about that. When look, it, I think it would have gone six. It would have been a competitive, fiery series. Right. It would it wouldn't have been it basically became a walkover after a while. Right. The Nuggets had some feistiness, but they had no shot. And it was a great game last night, no doubt. But in a seven-game series, the Nuggets, as con- as constructed today, have no shot against the, the Suns. I don't know if they have a shot against the Grizzlies. I don't know if they have a shot against Golden State. That might be their best matchup. Yeah, and I think against Golden State, I think they would win a couple of games, but I don't think they win the series. This is looking very much like a one, like a, a tired one and done team right now. Well, 
If it is, is this season a disappointment? It's a disappointment because of factors beyond your control. It's a disappointment because of injuries. Well, it's yes, but, but I'm talking. It's about, a disappointment because you because of because those injuries ensured that you wasted an a transcendent okay. Jokic season. Well, remember his his numbers are up because Murray's not on the floor. Let's be honest. His points per game are up because Murray's not on the floor. If we're being completely honest about it, who else is really scoring consistently for them? But he'd have more open looks if Murray were out there. No, no question. That's they, a, that's for, the they run a terrific pick and roll game together. They complement each other very, very well. No reasonable person is going to argue that. I would say the season would not be a disappointment at all because I'm taking out the factor of injuries. Is it a disappointment for what they were able to control? Let, let me rephrase it that way. No. I agree. I think they've done what they, for what they, for what's within their grasp. I think they have done all they possibly can with what they have. Actually, I mean, you have basically what you have here is a meal where your main course is the finest thing imaginable. It's lobster thermidor. It's a, you know, a perfect, like what's your favorite cut of steak? Filet. Yeah. It's a perfect, it is a, it is a perfect filet. I would say this season was, and the rest of it is just, and and you got ramen noodles on the side from a, you know, from a cup noodle package. I actually, I, I would take it the other direction. I know there are a lot of Nuggets fans and probably Nuggets media that would argue with me on that, and that's fine. I would say this season was a positive, not a negative. I would not say the season is a disappointment, and I would say that for two reasons: we have seen Jokic's greatness, number one, mm-hmm. and number two. Bones Highland is a player. He is a player. And you get the, and you get this guy. Listen. And you if, might not have found that out if if Jamal Murray was playing, I'm not so sure how much Bones is playing. Right? Right. Because Mike Malone does not like to play rookies. Very reticent to put Zeke Naji in the lineup, even when he was healthy. I think Bones Highland would have sat a lot. And now you have a legitimate two guard who you can pair up in the backcourt with Jamal Murray. This season was a positive. The fact that they are the sixth seed is remarkable. They were essentially a one-man team. And I say that with all due respect to Aaron Gordon and Bones Highland and Green and some other guys on the team, but they just weren't consistent enough. But now you look at this roster and all these guys have experience for next year when two of your starters come back. So I look at this season as a positive, not a negative. And again, it's out of their control, out of their control with those injuries. Coming up after the break, got quite a laugh today when I saw something that Derek Carr put out on Twitter. It was actually quite funny to me. I laughed out loud. <laughs> we'll tell you what he said next. Bitches and your ugly ass friends. I cannot preach. Uh-oh. I cannot preach. Uh-oh. I got to show them how I can get it in. First, take your sister. Do your Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. We are family. 
Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. Or what's trending? What's trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Okay, May, so I saw this on Twitter, and I thought we should at least have a quick chat about this. Derek Carr put this on Twitter. Just experienced one of the worst golf feelings ever. A hole-in-one while playing alone. What are some sports achievements or other achievements that you would definitely want a friend or a family member to see? 300 game in bowling. Wow. Have you ever come close? No. What's the highest score you've ever got? I think like 170. That's pretty good. That's really good. Do you, do you have spin on the ball? No, that's my problem. I throw a flat ball. So do I. I do the same yeah. thing. I throw a flat ball and then I get really nervous. Like, and uh, <laughs> a big problem is that like I'll get, I'll leave like one pin standing. Like I'll get nine on the first, on the first. But then I'm not very good at aiming elsewhere on the lane. It's all your feet. It's all about your feet. If you throw a dead ball, it's all about where you put your feet. Really? Yeah, because if you keep your feet, so for the sake of argument, if listen. It's not like I'm a professional bowler. I'm not Earl Anthony, but and that's going way back. I was going to say. So, so where do at you least give us a Pete Weber? I mean, uh, you know. woo! If you, who okay. do you think you are? I am. <laughs> okay, so if you throw a flat ball like I do, yeah. I'm guessing that you are just right or just left of the who center. Who do you think you are? I am. Damn right, Dan. So if you are throwing a flat ball, I'm to the right, and you're I just. just and you throw right, you right, you squeeze I, I, between the center pin and the next pin. I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying. I'm not trying to aim at the head pin. I'm trying to hit that between the head and the one right next to it, to the, okay. on the right. Yeah. So at the risk of sounding like a bowling instructor, uh huh. But you are. Well, yeah. So if you have the seven or the ten standing there, uh-huh. and you line up at the same place, when you are throwing your first ball, yeah, you're going straight back and straight forward. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. So it's it's the rhythm of it. So if you can throw it straight back and straight forward, you should be able to throw it straight down the lane, and that gives you a better chance for a strike. But if you have the 7 or the 10 sitting there, yeah. remember, I took bowling in college. So if you, if you don't change your feet, now you're forcing yourself not to go straight back and straight forward. Now you have to angle your arm one way or the other, and that will throw you off. So just move your feet. Okay. And then you can go straight back. Okay. Then you just keep it consistent that way. All right. I, I told you, I averaged a 202 in bowling in college. Okay. All right. I'll try that next time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I haven't been bowling in a while. I think I should go sometime. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I went bowling. It's fun. Yeah. Um, for me, now, not that I could ever do it, maybe on a Nerf hoop, but if I could, if the first time I ever dunk a basketball, mm. I would want a family member to be there. Yeah. First home run, I would want a family member to be there. At least with like a first home run, you've got other witnesses. You do, but it's not family. That's why I was. Yeah. That's why I was specific about mm. family or friends because your first home run. Let's just say for the sake of argument, it's you and the pitcher. Yeah. 
yeah, you have a witness. I'm saying family is there. Iron Man Triathlon, that's another one. Oh, yeah. Okay. You need family to kind of get to help you, you do. back to the hotel. You do. Right. After that. Right. Pick you, pick you up off the concrete after you collapse when you cross the finish line. But yeah, there are going to be a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And I suppose you could do it alone. You, it doesn't have to be competition. You I, can I still actually, finish it. I actually think of these, the Iron Man, of these sports accomplishments. The Iron Man is the most essential to have family and friends there because you may not make it back to your hotel room without the help of somebody that you know and trust. Right. Functionally speaking, you need somebody there with you. Right. Now, I'll, I'll go off the uh, I'll go off the board for 200 on this one. This is not something that I've ever experienced, mm-hmm. but I could not imagine giving birth without friends or family there. And the funny that thing would be awful for for many for why for, you why wait Dana, well, no, why it you used laughing? to be the st- like the, you, until until just the last say 30 40 years or so oftentimes it the, the father you know was outside of the well that would suck yeah outside smoking cigars yeah right in, in a hospital yeah and then without the doc- a mask and then, on. And then the, i don't know it just seemed like it was yeah. a little out of left field that's all and then the obstetrician comes by and says oh congratulations it's a girl right well, I mean, I was there for the birth of my daughter, um, but it, it, why would you want to do it with a bunch of strangers? You had to back in the day. I get it. But it, but it's a moment to celebrate, and you're kind of celebrating on your own. Danny, how about you? What, what would have to, what would you, a sports or a non-sports accomplishment, you'd want your family there besides court? Oh, uh, well, I suppose that was good. That was a good one. Thank you. Uh, well, I suppose that uh, it would probably be something skiing related. Uh, Take him away. I don't really do a lot of tricks when I'm skiing. Yeah. But if I were to do a 360 or a backflip, say, um, I would definitely want family there. Yeah. My mom would make me wear a helmet if I did it, but... I can understand still that. to this day. Well, yeah, she told me I'm not allowed to go inverted unless I wear a helmet. So no upside down. For when, me. Did, when did she most recently say this to you? Oh, uh, maybe two years ago. And how old are you? 28. Oh, she's just very protective. You know? get, she doesn't want me to break t- my head over but, but the, all over the ice or something. But the way you phrased it was she told me I can't. Yeah, well, I listen to her when she tells me things because she usually knows what's best. Well, as a parent, I would say yeah. that I, I, I've said this for years, and 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 Charlotte is what eight, seven, nine, or eight? Nine. nine. Okay, I've said this to my own kids. You might be smarter than me, and I can accept that, but you will never have something over me that I currently have over you, and that is wisdom. Mm-hmm. That is years of experience. Years of making mistakes, years of basic logic that you're not thinking about. Like, mm-hmm. hey, it's cold outside. You want, might want to think about wearing a jacket. You ever been through that drill? No, not yet. Not with Charlotte. Not yet. No. Usually, she's pretty good about, hey, wear a jacket. Like, I might have to like sell her a little bit, but yeah, she's usually been pretty good about. I don't that. sell my kids on that. Never did. They want to go outside without a jacket. I'm totally fine with it. And you're like, let them find out for themselves? Exactly. The, the parenting technique is called love and logic. You don't want to wear a jacket? No problem. It's, I'm telling you, it's going to be really cold. Nope. I'm fine, Dad. If they're cold later and they ask for your jacket, do you give it to them? Nope. Oh, okay. 
Although I did once. I took Mia skiing, and I said, you might want to wear this thing around your neck that keeps your neck warm. Mm. And it was blowing snow, and it was cold. And Mia was in a lesson. And she's looking at me like, I made a huge mistake arguing with you. And I walked over to her, and I said, would you like this now? Not an I told you so. Would you like this now? And she goes, yes, Dad, I would. And I said, remember this moment. Next time you give me pushback, remember this moment. So if they want to go outside in the cold, knock yourself out. They will not go out without a coat again if it's that stinking cold again. They will remember the hard way. And at the end of the day, I don't think your parents ever said this to you. Maybe you're of the age or maybe you've never heard of this. My generation... If you go outside and it's cold without a jacket, you're going to get triple pneumonia. And I'm thinking there's no such thing as triple pneumonia. <laughs> yeah. There's pneumonia. There's double pneumonia. And there's not pneumonia. There's no. no double pneumonia. There's pneumonia and there's not pneumonia. There's no such thing as double, triple, quadruple, none of it. Pneumonia no, is pneumonia. Is, there is double pneumonia. It has both of your lungs. Okay. There's no such thing as triple. Right. Unless you've got three Unless lungs. Unless you're a freak and you have three lungs. That, if, you're, if you have three lungs, you probably have... You're a fish. Or you're a great athlete. That would be something. Yeah, you had three lungs. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? Well, Mace, you and Chad were talking a little bit about the Dodgers and what they might accomplish this season. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts said some pretty strong words on the Dan Patrick show about what he thinks his team will do this year. We'll talk about that and also some changes in New York City with baseball on the horizon that will also be impacting... uh, A certain basketball player who hasn't played a ton in the state of New York. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Danny, if you're ever looking to blackmail Mason... I just uh, took a video, unbeknownst to him, of him shooting hoops in the uh, office on that little rim, and he hit the ceiling. He didn't even come close to the rim. It's he was, hard. He was That's a really door. hard basket yeah. because it's so close to the ceiling. Right. So it's not on Mace. No, no, I know, but I have video of it. So if you ever have something that you want to hold over Mason, I can post it on Twitter. Why would you do that to me? Oh, we should do that. I'm pretty tall. I think I could hold things over Mace. <laughs> maybe maybe I won't post it. Maybe I'll sell it to somebody. Why why do you gotta do this to me? <laughs> North Carolina's playing tonight. You're killing my mojo. That has nothing to do with Carolina playing. I tell you tonight. what, if North Carolina wins tonight, we will celebrate by posting this video. Would that so, ruin, would that ruin your whole night? So they you want win. to see it? Oh, no. Awesome. No. You want to see it? Here. Why would you do that to me? Here it is. No, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I lived it. I don't need to see it. You didn't see the shots that I did go in. 
No, I didn't. Uh, see, there you go. But again, it's like the conversation we just had. I wish you'd been there to actually see the shots that went in. I wish I would have been there too. Yeah. Anyway. But I did see you shoot poorly. Mm. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfields has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. The Dodgers will win the World Series if... We play a full season and there is a postseason. Wait. We are winning the World Series in 2022. But I know where you're going with that. Pretty strong words from Dodgers manager Dave Roberts on the Dan Patrick Show. It seems that he has guaranteed a World Series title for L.A. while on the show with Dan. Uh, The Dodgers, pretty solid chance. You talked about it with Chad Mace. They've got your boy uh, Freddie Freeman out there now. Pretty good addition to an already stacked roster. Great pitching staff. The season starts April 7th. What team do you think will win the World Series this season? I'd say it, but the Dodgers. Yeah. It, it's the the best best combination of lineup, rotation. Dodgers are <sighs> yeah. the field. Ooh, I'm taking the field because, like, last year you could argue the Dodgers were the best team, but... You know, for example, Max Scherzer tweak has a tw- you know has a tweak, uh, and of course now he's with the the Mets. But Scherzer has a has a, has an arm tweak, and uh, all of a sudden he's not able to pitch throughout the NLCS. I mean, you take the field because baseball as a sport is random enough to where something could happen. And remember, the Dodgers had to go through the wild card game last year, right? Because the Giants were so good, and so the, there's just so much that can happen. That's why I'm taking the field. I would take the Dodgers. I wouldn't bet against them. They're they're too loaded. And yes, injuries happen. You know what happens if they get an injury? They just bring up another stuff. That's the other thing that the the, the, the Dodgers do have more margin for error than than anybody in baseball, and I don't think it's close. Everybody else is one injury from relevancy. The Dodgers are one injury from still being the best team in baseball. Just in case you missed it, New York City Mayor Eric Adams lifted the vaccination mandate for New York athletes to compete in home games. We've talked about Kyrie Irving's inability to play due to his status as unvaccinated. He will now be able to play home games for the Brooklyn Nets down the home stretch and in the playoffs. More influence on this decision from Mayor Eric Adams, the upcoming NBA NHL playoffs or MLB season right around the corner. Baseball, Mets and Yankees. I think actually this, what should, this should tell you is where the Brooklyn Nets kind of stack up in the grand scheme of things on the New York sports scene because this didn't become any kind of issue, any kind of uh, movement here until baseball season was bearing down. I'll go with that. Just in case you missed Did you just it. roll your eyes at me? No. Okay, just try. No. I wouldn't dare. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you stare me down. Goodman, you're late for break again. You're late for break. You start rolling the music. I don't as I stare you down anymore. I just anymore? The music well, but anymore, that means you used to. <laughs> I did. I used to a little bit. There you go. Now that you're I the learned. big executive producer of the station. Yeah, now I make the rules. Gosh darn right you do.
I run the show. Just in case you missed it, Wednesday, the, the Warriors beat the Miami Heat 118 to 104 while while uh, Golden State was resting Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Otto Porter Jr. on night two of a back to back. Heat teammates Udonis Haslam and Jimmy Butler were shouting at each other and being held back by other teammates late in the losing effort. Eric Spolstra slammed his clipboard to the floor in frustration. We often see scraps between teammates in NFL training camps and sometimes in NBA practices, but is it too late in the season to have contention in the ranks and finger-pointing between teammates, especially during a game? No, because if it's a one-shot deal, it's a one-shot deal. It doesn't mean there's a um, it doesn't mean there's a systemic problem. Now, if there's a systemic problem, that is a problem. But I remember Jeff Saturday going after Peyton Manning, and they were just fine. It happens. It happens. It happens. All right, that's going to do it for us, Alex and Danny. Great job today, as always. Mace, I sent you a video. I know. I know. You excited to look at it? I don't have to look at it. I lived it. I missed the shots. I'm not going to put it on social media. I'm not going to put it on Twitter. I know. Instagram, maybe. LinkedIn. LinkedIn? Yeah. Why would you put it on the resume site? It's not a resume site. It's a business site. Yeah, people put their resumes on there. It's a resume site. That's oh, that's I- not what I use. It for. Okay. Right. Anyway, make it the best possible weekend you can. By the way, Mace, where are you going to be uh, Monday? NFL League meetings in Palm Beach, Florida. I'll be live from there. Joining you at 4 p.m. Mountain Time Monday. You're going to talk to Jimmy Haslam and ask him if he knew anything about Deshaun Watson? No, but we're going to hear from Nathaniel Hackett on Monday morning. We'll have plenty to talk about from that. Sounds good. Make it the best possible weekend you can.